Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, and welcome to Small Biz Chat. You know, we have an amazing show for you guys. Small Biz Chat is a peer-to-peer interview show that gives small business owners a way to get advice that they need but might not know and maybe not today might not be able to afford. But the mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. So listen, on Small Biz Chat, our goal is to give our small business audience an opportunity to hear sage advice from multiple angles to take your business and your life to the next level. We are now going to be talking with Miss Carol Hodges. You know, Carol is the author of Menopause Millionaire, but she is also a menopause millionaire. So she's going to be talking to us about how she shifted from a business coach to a financial expert after seeing the roadblocks of retirement, which are experienced by so many business owners, especially women. You know, she believes that menopause is not only a physical change, but it's a wake up call. It's this midlife change. It gives us an opportunity to look at everything, our finances, our health, our relationships and our life purpose, you know, and it's really interesting. So I'm really excited to have Carol with us. And another thing that I wanted you guys to think about, you know, According to CNBC, 34% of entrepreneurs have no retirement savings plan in place. And the top reason is insufficient income from their businesses. Carol is here. She's going to be giving us advice on how to make better personal financial choices so that we can build up a retirement fund. Carol, welcome. Oh, hi, Melinda. I'm very happy to be here tonight. Well, I'm excited to have you. You know, your husband sent me the most beautiful email about you. And he said, you have to interview my wife. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's do it. He told me how awesome you are and how you have this great book, Menopause Millionaire, coming out soon. And so I said, hey, let's do it because I think, you know, small businesses need to be thinking about this issue. So thank you and and welcome so much for you to be on. So tell me, do you think that small business owners have the wrong attitude about money? Well, that is a very loaded question. <laughs> the real answer is yes and no, because some of the attitudes that a small business owner needs for success is things like optimism and a really ready to take a risk and move forward. The thing is that that very optimism when you're in the last half of life can lead you to actually lose money, invested into something just based upon your optimism and perhaps lose money that might have been available for retirement. So it's a time, I believe, to to look at what your attitudes are, the results that you've gotten so far, and adjust them so you can have the second half of life that you'd like. All right. So what if you didn't start your business until your 40s? And let's say you cashed out your 401k to really launch your business. How do you prepare for retirement when you kind of did that? Like, well, you know, where do you start? Well, since that can, people can start all kinds of, of businesses. And cashing out your 401k may not be what I would suggest. 
because you save that over a period of time and it has the opportunity to grow. However, if that's the position that you're in, I'd say really listen to experts. It's very important that you grow your business. You have time. And many people are waiting till they're 70 and beyond to retire. So that gives you 30 years. You started in your 40s. So that that is enough time, but you have to be aware of that time and maybe a little extra urgency in making that business successful sooner. Okay. Yeah, well, we all want to be a success, but it doesn't always happen. And uh, But let's talk about women business owners for a second. You know, 88% of women business owners don't even do 100000 in revenue. I mean, that's a nationwide statistic. So, you know, how do they find money to set aside for retirement when they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're barely, their head is barely above water trying to, you know, run their business? I mean, a lot of them have basically created jobbies for themselves as opposed to an actual business. So what would you tell someone in that position? Well, we need to find the money from somewhere. And one of the things I would look at people, sometimes, especially business owners, ignore social security. And yet making sure that you have put enough in to collect from social security can be one way to make sure there is something there for retirement. What people don't realize is that that the max of social security right now is around $3,500 a month. Now, that's if you've maxed it out and you've waited till over 70. But you can have some money there. And if you've gotten used to a minimal budget, then perhaps your need is not as much. So check your social security first and do just like you did. If you had a job, you would have put aside a little bit out of every paycheck. It may not seem like a huge amount, but Five, 10% would be ideal. Take 10% out and put that aside. You will build up over time. Good stuff. Good stuff. So you call yourself the menopause millionaire. Tell me what that is. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, what I realized is by the midpoint of life, pretty much every woman has already been a millionaire. In other words, had a million dollars pass through your fingers. And between then and the end of life, you'll probably need another million or more. The idea of being wealthy with a million dollars, I think, is one to adjust a bit because everybody has handled a million dollars. And I live in California. And I tell you, in California, a million dollars does not buy you a mansion. It buys you a nice, perhaps modest house. Wow. Okay. So California is not the place to retire to for sure. Sounds like it. So, (laughs) all right. So what about some business owners planning to sell their business to fund their retirement? How realistic is that? The biggest thing a business owner needs to ask themselves if they want to sell the business is how does it operate without them? A true business that can operate without the owner can be worth far more. The other thing I see is not planning ahead. There are, if you start at at 50, thinking you're going to sell your business, and you look at perhaps the business partners that you have, who might buy the business? You can get the most if you have a business that's already grown and it is ready really to hand over to someone else. 
the least amount of money for a business is one in which you are doing most everything yourself and you'll end up selling your business for the assets might Mm. be the cost of your computers and printers and, and other things, which can be quite minimal. There are plenty of folks who will talk to a business owner ahead of time to look through. You can get a business evaluation to give you a realistic idea of how much you can sell your business for. That'll help you. Okay. And then the the next question I want to ask you before we go to break is, okay, so how do you determine how much money you'll need in retirement? That's where you have to stop and ask yourself where you want to retire. You have to look into your future a bit. She said, if you retire in California, it's going to be a whole heck of a lot of money. I know plenty of Californians who have moved off to Arizona. I have some moving to New Orleans, Louisiana, and they're doing it because you can have a better quality of life with less money. Know that, and then you can start determining how much money you need for retirement. You know, I actually read in a magazine recently that the number one place in America to retire to is actually Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, in terms of the cost of living and the tax benefits and how much house you can get for the money. It was actually in Oklahoma City, which I I found kind of fascinating and interesting. Now, some of the considerations that you think you should be making at age 50 like around things other than money? What do you think those are? That is to really look into yourself. It is to to look at who you are. A a woman age 50 is seeing her, her role as a mother change as her children become adults. And she may not have stopped and said, what do I want after motherhood? And the same question, what do I want after my working days? Because it could be completely different. I've had people who wanted to live in other countries. You, This is the time to really say, do a deep dive and say, what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to be in the rest of my life? That's a really good point. You know, I think 50 is an interesting point for, for women and men and especially business owners. Interestingly, though, the average age of a business owner in the United States is 49, not 29. So, you know, sometimes people are just getting rolling in their business good at age 50. Well, you know what? I, I think that there's a lot of information and there's a lot of stuff out there. But, you know, what kinds of tools do you suggest people look at if they are just getting started with their retirement planning? First of all, check your social security. Just go to you know ssa.gov and find out where you are. That's a good thing to know because that'll be one element of it. Then check any other assets that you have that could be building, such as real estate. Know what you have there. Really look at your assets and then as we've already discussed, look at the value of your business, see if that's something that you can build up, because that could very well be a retirement plan. But you need to have a clear succession plan place and have it backed up by life insurance on people that are important to the business that you know would crash your plan if something happened. But yeah, look to experts. You have experts on this show you know, look at how to increase the size of the business and continue to get advice from experts. 
Are you tired of struggling in your business, not taking a paycheck, dreading dealing with your business in the morning? Are you regretting even starting your business in the first place? Well, I know you're tired, and I also remember what that kind of tired is like. But the good news is, it's time to stop feeling that way. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and my new book, Fix Your Business, is a 90-day turnaround plan to get back your life and reduce chaos in your business. I've been in business nearly 20 years, and let me teach you how to build a business that works for you. Grab a copy today. Welcome back to Small Biz Chat Live. I'm talking with Carol Hodge, who is a financial advisor and business coach. And she's going to talk to us about women and money and our issues related to money. So, Carol, you know, should women borrow money to launch or grow a business? It seems to me that not enough of us do, but I want to know what you think about that. I'd say absolutely yes. The reason why you will have to go through more hoops in order to borrow money. Those are good hoops because anyone who's going to lend you money wants to know how they're going to get paid back. That may force you to create a solid business plan that you don't need to create if you just rated your 401k for the money. You have to do some work that is is valid work. Sometimes we hate to do that. I know that as a mom, I learned how to put a safety pin in something and rig things up and just keep on going. And sometimes we can take those attitudes into a business. But if you ever watch Shark Tank, which I highly suggest for anybody who wants to grow a business, look at Shark Tank and the questions they are asking are good questions to ask yourself. But if you can possibly borrow money, first of all, create a structure like a corporation, an S-corp, so that the liability is not totally in your name. You would like to borrow money in a corporate name. The reason why is they are going to look to the business in order to get the money back. There are times you can arrange that you are not personally liable, the corporation is liable. That can protect your home. That can protect your other assets. So borrow money. Yes, do that if at all possible. All right. So I'm a female business owner and my business is doing pretty good. Should my husband's name go on all my financial assets for my business? That depends. If you have formed a corporation, then you may want him to be part of the corporation. If you are working just as a single business owner and you are liable for everything, you are opening up to both the rewards, but you're also opening them up to the liability. Make sure that you sit down with a good business attorney and understand the difference. A good CPA and attorney are are vital so that you understand in your business how it's structured and both the benefits and the liability. It's just as easy to give your husband, if he's to participate, if something happens to you, it's just as easy to put him inside a will or trust. Okay. And now let's say a woman business owner is doing very well and finds herself making more money than her husband or partner. 
how can like they manage that without, you know, the partner or husband feeling, you know, devalued because suddenly the wife is, is the main breadwinner in the home? One idea is to separate the money. In other words, the business money is in the business. And as a business owner, you know you have expenses. You want to keep that money over there. You want to give yourself a salary and bring that home. And I think it's great. What my husband and I do is we each have our own separate bank accounts, but we have we put our money into the joint bank account that we decide together. And that can be a way to make sure that the the money is in the right place to for the decisions that are for both of you. Okay. And then what are the best places to go to get advice about handling personal and business finances? Look for good consultants, look for financial advisors, Financial advisors that have a background in working with businesses would be a good choice and interview several. So you have one that is a good fit that you can feel good and confident about. Good enough. All right, Carol, what is your favorite podcast that you like to listen to? I have to admit that I don't listen to that many podcasts, but what I do listen to is audible books. I listen to them on my drive time. And very much love that. All right. So Audible, that's your favorite podcast. You just pick a book and get on the road. I love it. What is your favorite business app? What is your favorite business app? So I'm going to go Carol, Delatoro, and Nally. You get to go last this time. <laughs> so what's your favorite I, app? I like to simplify. And for me, it's just getting my emails on my phone so that okay. I can connection to people. So do you use Gmail? Do you use Outlook? What do you use for email? I use both. I use Bluebox and I use Gmail. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. What is your favorite old school marketing tip? Favorite old school marketing tip. So this time I'll go Carol, Nally, and then Delatoro. You'll have the last word on this one. My favorite is reach out and touch five people every day. And to me, in, in person is great, but do five new people on LinkedIn, on Facebook, some way, reach five new people every day. I love it. I love it. And, and my favorite thing is actually reaching five people, but I reach them on the phone because I believe magic happens over the phone. So I love to try to, to talk to people human to human. Good stuff. And Carol, what is your favorite business book? Well, The book that I'm reading right now is Mary McNally, What's in the Way is the Way. Mm. And it's a spiritual book, but it's really about being where you are, being present and growing. And I think that's a vital attitude towards any well, as a human being and as a business person. Well, listen, you guys, thank you so much for being here with me on Small Biz Chat. Believe it or not, our time is up. Thank you so much again to my guests. I appreciate you all so very much. And and we do Small Biz Chat because our mission here is to end small business failure. And I will leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.